I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, reminding you, you can email jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We do have military stuff we're going to tackle a bit and some future charges on Trump and Taco Bell and waiting water and things like what, Chris? Important things (laughs) and well, more, but I know this is a big thing tonight. Yeah, you saw it coming. I saw it coming, but people want to have their say. So I'm doing something I don't really ever do. Letting you call. 877-377-4373. Kim in Washington, go. Hey, Jesse. Uh, when is it time for our national divorce, do you think? Do we wait till they put Trump in jail? Is it wait, do we wait till they drop the investigation against the Biden crime family? If we're not organized, every time we stand up, they'll turn into another January 6th until we're all in jail. Yeah. Look, when is it time for the national divorce? When is it time? When is it time? Understand that my dream, our dream of sitting down at a negotiating table with the communists and dividing up the assets and liabilities and agreeing that we hate each other now and walking away, that's just a dream. There's not going to be a meeting, right? It's never going to happen. National divorce... It's already underway. 
Either you're participating in it or you're not, but it's already happening. Mom and dad, they're already starting to figure out who's getting the car and who gets the kids every other weekend. They're already dividing up the assets and liabilities. And this is what I mean by it's already happening. Look at how people have moved over the last two or three years. You cannot stop it. And here's what's crazy. People will look at that and they'll say, well, it was COVID. No, it's still happening. As the blue states have continued to descend into crime-ridden, expensive hell because there's no brakes on the Democrats now, people, even non-political people who aren't listening to me, who aren't hanging out with you, even non-political people, they understand uh, my neighborhood isn't safe anymore. Wow, I can't afford to live here anymore. Oh, I don't want a mask on Aiden, Jaden, and Braden, so I'm leaving. Even non-political people are voting with their feet and they're moving. National divorce, the great national divorce, the breakup of the country, whatever that finally looks like, oh, it's already begun. Maybe you haven't joined it yet. Maybe you're not part of maybe you're not part of it just yet, but you're playing in the yard with your little tinker toys and mom and dad are sitting inside with the arbitrator figuring out who gets to find China. Divorce has already begun. Things like today, like this indictment in Trump, how we need to look at them is this. Yeah, we can be mad and we should be mad and they're unjust and it's wrong. But what they do is they pour a little gas on that national divorce fire and they push us closer to that. And if you look at that like I do as being something that's necessary for all of our survival, for all of our happiness, maybe in the end it's good. Maybe Normie Norm will wake up a bit more. Seth in St. Louis. Go, Seth. The car case is closed. You fessed up. Um, the trip was awesome. Your boys were complete gentlemen. Chris and Michael, they're real. In fact, they're cool dudes. But here's where the point is. Your menu whisper malfunctioned. You turned into a pink flower. <laughs> what about what? What are you talking about, Seth? Uh, you missed the highlights of the trip. Oh, he's, that doesn't count as menu whispering. I can't help it. I got food poisoning one day. Tracy, St. Louis, go. Hi, uh, this is Tracy in St. Charles, Missouri. And um, I was just trying to say, how come I'm the only one that seems to connect the dots that uh, the Bidens are probably in on the sex trafficking, the human trafficking of all these people and making all the money with, I don't know, the cartels or the Mexican government. You know, I. Well, I'd call you crazy, but the Bidens are in bed with every other crime family, so why would I be shocked? Robin in Tennessee, go. Uh, yes, I just wanted to say that people are fussing and gripping that the Bidens won't have anything to do with the little illegitimate grandbaby if i was that lady i wouldn't let him near my dog much less my child yeah, that's a real dang good point they should be we should be grateful he doesn't want anything to do with that granddaughter of his again eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. david jersey go hey i saw doug Sitel s-i-t-t-l on google Six eighteen eighteen. judy frank a 101.5 i didn't like where that was going mary in st louis go yes the destruction, the absolute destruction that Jill and Joe Biden have done to American Catholics and the Catholic Church in this country is just, I'm, I'm, I'm incensed. I'm incensed. It's horrible. Shame on them. And they don't care. No, they don't care. The, look, these are sociopaths. 
We've talked about this before. I'll get back to more of these in just a few. 877-377-4373. And maybe this is a stupid way to explain it, but it helps me understand it. The human soul, right? If it was an organ and you knew what it was supposed to look like, like if your heart was your soul, you would know, okay, well, there's these couple different ventricles and you, you would know there's different parts of it and you'd know what parts were supposed to be there. If you were to dissect Joe Biden when he finally passes, not that I'm in a rush, but when he finally passes, and you were to look at his soul, if it was something you could look at, you wouldn't see anything that you recognize as even being human. Joe Biden's adult son, Bo, died. I can tell you this. I don't know much about fatherhood or anything else, but I know this for a fact. As a father... There's nothing a father fears more than outliving his sons, outliving his children, having to bury one of your children. I I would die. Joe Biden buried his son and promptly used it for the rest of his political career as cover whenever he's in trouble politically. He not only does it, he sends out his surrogates to do it for him. these phone calls. Like, what were they about? What would what would then Vice President Biden say in these conversations? Walk us through what happened. Right. So uh, let's put this in context. Bo Biden got very sick in early 2015. He died in the spring without hesitation, without a moment of hesitation. Up oh, some political cover. Hey, uh, oh, man. Yeah, Bo's dead. Nice. Let's use that. In a situation where you would have so much anguish, you probably wouldn't be able to go on. I know I wouldn't be able to go on. Joe Biden doesn't feel a thing. Bo Biden, just another thing to be used politically. Like I said, ugly people. Joel, Tennessee, go, boss. Yeah, were there a true Republican Party that really cared about the republic and respected what Trump has gone through, all the candidates for presidency would bow out and leave the field open to him only. Secondly, were there a real Republican Party that had some cojones in the House? They could, and they would, and they should go ahead and begin impeachment proceedings against all corrupt federal prosecutors. It's perfectly okay. legal. I'll, I'll agree with you on the second part. On the first one, and I really, I've just, look, I'm, I'm, I'd let you have your take. Just walk me through this. All the candidates drop yeah. out and support Donald Trump, who's on trial and possibly going to federal prison. How does that help the Republican Party? Well, he wins. He wins they what? Support him. They support him. He wins the presidency. Okay, so that's our plan going forward? Everyone drop out and just cross our fingers that he wins the presidency? What if he doesn't? I'm, I'm 77. I've never seen a president. I don't love Donald Trump. I'm from New York. I understand his sense of humor. But I've never seen a president do as much for a country as he has. I'm going back. No, to I Trump understand. I'm, I'm, this, that's not, that wasn't an anti-Trump yeah. thing. I understand. How do the how do the candidates dropping out help Trump with the legal stuff? Because if Trump gets arrested and sent to prison, that, that, he that. needs a Republican to win and pardon him. You see what I mean? We're going to need someone else to be running, whoever that is. We no. need the pardon. You know what I mean? That makes sense. We have to have the pardon. That's the last thing we can afford. This is not about the primary. What's happening in this presidential election? What's happening uh, with the primary? What's happening with the general? It is totally separate from the legal stuff. You can't make one about the other. All right? 
877-377-4373. Hang on. You're listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'll get back to these calls in a minute. I want to do something. I'm going to walk you through something really quickly. Uh, headline, Georgia prosecutor reports racist threats and abuse over Trump election investigation. All right. First of all, remember, that's a communist tactic that they always use. Communists learn that at a very early age in this country, you always claim threats, always claim threats. Whenever your nefarious deeds are being exposed, you always go to that well without hesitation. I'm getting threats. Uh, immediately attempt to make yourself look like the good guy and the victim instead of the evil monster tyrant you are. That's one. Two, her name's Fanny Willis. She's, look, hey, she's a full-blown communist out of, out of Atlanta. No, we're not going to laugh about her name right now, Chris. We're not going to laugh about her name being Fanny, although that is kind of great, and I would absolutely abuse that if I were her husband. Anyway, um, there's another indictment coming, probably, and that's coming out of Fulton County, Atlanta. Okay, so we have New York. We have this Florida thing. We have Washington, D.C. We have Georgia. This is where people get confused about the system, and it's easy to get confused. You think to yourself, they're all in this together, they all have these secret meetings and these smoky rooms and they figure things out and they are and they aren't. And here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. They are and they aren't. They are all going to the same place. They're all communists. They all work for the hive mind. They're all going to the same place, but they're not necessarily working with each other. I want you to picture this. I want you to picture a big city, an ancient city. All right. It's an ancient city, a big, uh, it's got walls around it, right? You see the city. There aren't any skyscrapers in it, except in the very center of the city. There's this gigantic skyscraper, 40 stories tall, 60 stories tall. Okay. So one skyscraper in the center of the city. You with me in the city, these big ancient cities, they didn't have a gate like you see in the movies. That's not how that worked at all. They had many gates, people coming and going different ways. What we see when we think they're working together is oftentimes this. They're all going through different gates. They're all going to the skyscraper in the middle. They will occasionally run into each other. But one thing is inevitable. Eventually, they're all going to end up at the skyscraper in the middle. They're on their separate little communist missions, but they're all marching towards the same destination. That's why Alvin Bragg looks at this and, well, I hate Trump and I ran on indicting Trump and, well, I'm, hey, uh, let's find something. Boom, Trump's indicted. Next thing you know, Jack Smith, D.C., Trump's indicted. Then another Jack Smith indictment, Trump's indicted. Now you'll have this commie hag in Georgia. Oh, well, I'm, I'm a communist. It's my job to arrest my political opponents. Trump's indicted all marching towards that same skyscraper in the middle, but not necessarily coordinating with each other at all times. You're dealing with evil people, not geniuses. Ruby, Atlanta, go. Hi, Jesse. Uh, I used to be upset about our country because I thought all you could do to change these awful things that are happening would be to pray and to vote and to give money. But... When you vote, you're not sure your vote's counting. And I live in Fulton County. Tell me about Fannie Willis. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, or uh, we don't have as much money as George Soros, so we can't buy prosecutors and, and uh, candidates. But there's something else we can do, and guess what happened? This was a miracle. I went out to get the mail, and a lady lived in our neighborhood who moved away, but nobody knew where she went, so it couldn't be forwarded. Guess what it was? It said, Ronald Reagan calendar, so I ripped the thing open, and it was wonderful. And guess who puts it out? Young America's Foundation. They educate young people with conferences all over the country on how to be conservative. Do you know about them? I do know about them. And actually, there are a bunch of organizations, and I like YAF, I should point out. There are a bunch of organizations like that now dedicated to educating young people. Now, this actually gives us a perfect little segue into this. We look at all this Trump stuff and we're stressed because it's bad and it's evil and it's awful. And we, we look at all this stuff and that's how we feel. But remember, there are things you can do. There are things you can do not to help Trump, I should point out, not in his legal troubles. There's nothing you can do to help Trump with this trial. You can't change the judge. You can't change the jury. You can't. There's nothing you can do there when it comes to that. You can pray. But that's the limits of what you can do to help Trump. And there are limits on what you can do for the 2024 presidential election. Yes, you can do things, and you should, right? Volunteer, give money if you can, knock on doors for whoever your candidate is, do those things. But don't try to eat an elephant on your own here. Speaking of educating children, let's focus all of us on our own homes our own neighborhoods, our own communities, educating the people in your circle, in my circle, being bolder than we've ever been before, educating Normie Norm on the who's who and the what's what. We can all do that. No two people in the world have the same circle. Remember, I forget who told me that one time. No two people in the world. You have a different circle of friends and family than I do. Mine's different than Chris. It's different than Michael. Everyone has a different circle. You have access to a circle that only you have access to. Do you avoid politics when you get together with them? Is it something you're... I I know you're being polite and respectful. I've been like that many times in my life. I just didn't want to get into politics, make anyone uncomfortable. But do you bring it up when there's an opportunity? Are you boldly educating the people in your circle about where we are? Because that's all we need. That's all we need. We have the numbers. If we start local, we start waking up our friends and family, we start taking back school boards, taking back city councils, is that going to win us the 2024 election and get Trump out of jail? No, it's not. Absolutely not. I'm not here selling you a bill of goods. But if you really want to preserve as much of this country as you can for the future, that's how we do it. Legally and locally, that's how we do it. All right. I'm going to get back to these here in a second. I'll get to these in a moment. Before I get to these calls, let's get to making preparations in case things go really bad. You saw today, I guess I probably should have put this out too. It's journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss. Remember I told you yesterday about the uh, about the debt? $1.8 trillion in eight weeks? 
We just got word right before the show started they decreased our credit rating. America's credit rating has been decreased. Make preparations, including food preparations. Just buy an emergency three-month food kit and stash it just in case. And I, I know it's weird, but I hope it goes to waste. I hope to God you never need it. But my Patriot Supply has them prepped and ready to go, and they're 25% off right now. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. 25% off. Get it before you need it. Preparewithjessikelly.com. All right? We'll be back. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We have, do have to get to a couple military matters here shortly. I'm going to turn through a couple more of these calls real quick. Then we're going to get to some military matters, some emails. I've been lax on the emails just because all the news coming down. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Chris Orlando, go. Mega dittos, Mr. Kelly. Thank you. Um, I wanted to hypothesize on how much easier Joe Biden's life and career would be if Hunter Biden had died first and Bo had survived. Uh, Keep in mind, before you mock that guy for that question, the Biden crime family has been a crime family for a long time. Very early on, they figured out they could use Joe's positions to set up family members for money and power but it was always supposed to be Bo Biden as the bag man. Bo Biden, I don't know him, but from what I understand, had his life together. Was was you know, I, I look again, I don't know. He might have been a mean person or something. I don't know, but from what I understand, he was pretty well put together. He was supposed to be the bag man dealing with China and all these things. Bo dies, sadly, it's awful. And Joe Biden has to turn to the son who's the crackhead who records his crimes. And leaves them at computer repair shops. It's a pretty dang good point. Daniel, Georgia, go. Hey, man. From Benghazi to the emails to the server to calling us deplorables, the Affordable Care Act coming into our homes and finding us if we didn't have it, to Russia, 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 and a thousand things in between, somebody is responsible for what happened on January 6th, but nobody's touching on it. What happened on January 6th, Jesse, was the dog bit back. I'm yeah. That and, that and the fact that it was, well, we think at this point in time, it was a federal operation. They, they wanted it to happen. It really looks like they instigated it. There's a ton of damning video out there. My buddy Nick Searcy did a, a January 6th movie. I would encourage you to watch it. We're not talking pie in the sky conspiracy theory stuff here. There was a lot of instigating that crowd. That crowd didn't show up with pitchforks and brass knuckles and baseball bats. There was a lot of instigating that crowd. No one seemed, no one at the FBI, they've been asked under oath several times. Uh, no one wants to answer the question exactly how many FBI agents were in the crowd. Why were the FBI agents in the crowd? Why was backup denied? Keep in mind, backup was requested and denied, not by Donald Trump, but by Nancy Pelosi. Also, who placed the pipe bombs? Somebody created pipe bombs 
and placed them at the RNC and DNC. And when asked about the cell phone data so they could geo-target it, they said the data from that particular area at that particular time had been corrupted and was no longer available. I'm not making any of this up. You can go look all this up yourself. Yeah. Interesting how that works, huh? Real, real interesting. All right. Johnny, Jersey, go. Hey, yeah, Jesse, I'm more upset that I had medical issues and couldn't come to Israel with you than I am that the fact that Donald Trump is being indicted again. Nobody should be really upset because anytime they find anything else they can indict him for, they're going to indict him more and more just to get. It's so right. Remember, this is just yet another one. We had the New York one first. Now we have this one. Like I talked about in the beginning, there will be now superseding indictments, superseding indictments where Jack Smith continues to bring new charges and new charges and new charges. And we haven't even gotten to that Fulton County thing yet, that Atlanta thing that no one's really paying attention to. And from what I understand, that lady's dead serious, dead serious. But we're going to set all that stuff aside because we have to deal with something really quickly. Because I I had a, a conversation today that was eye-opening for me, and it hurt a little bit. But there's a couple different things. One, Army General Professor ran a shadow probe to hunt down a soldier for mean tweets. Okay, so we have a general, an Army General, a woman, hunted down. She's a three-star general, I should point out, and a professor at West Point. She used her position to track down and intimidate somebody who tweeted things she didn't like. Okay, all right, we're going to send that aside here. We have a headline pairing with it. Biden's America. Poll finds confidence in military is the lowest in two decades. And then that brings us to the coup de grace. I've been using that word a lot lately, Chris, because I read it in a book and I've decided I like it a lot. And it sounds like a real it sounds like a real edgy cherry on top thing. Every time I say it, it just makes me wanna I get super excited with myself. Anyway, the coup de gras is this. They did an analysis. The Rand Corporation did an analysis on our military, on what it cannot do, on what it can do, how we compare. This is a direct quote taken from the findings. The U.S. defense strategy has been predicated on U.S. military forces that were superior in all domains to those of any adversary. This superiority is gone. The United States and its allies no longer have a virtual monopoly on the technologies and capabilities that made them so dominant against adversarial forces. End quote. I had a conversation with someone. Uh, I won't go into the details. Somebody who would know. Somebody who would know. He's somebody who would know. He, he and I were having a discussion about China and America. Hey, uh, what, what, will, what will America do if, if China goes after Taiwan? What won't we do? Well, we're not sure. And, when, and finally, I asked the question. I said, okay. Well, let me ask you something. What can we do? If China decides to go after Taiwan, China's building an amphibious military to attack Taiwan. They're sure acting like they intend to attack. 
if we do what we've threatened to do in the past and cruise on over there, we're talking carrier groups in the works, baby, to stop China from taking Taiwan, are we going to win that fight? The answer I got was a bit of a gut punch, but it wasn't too surprising. He said, Jesse, I don't know, but I'm not so sure about that. He said, there are places in China's military, there are certain parts of it that have not only matched us, they they have exceeded what we can do. They've exceeded our technological ability. Remember, it was just last year when China successfully tested a hypersonic missile and America's defense industry came out the next day and and said, uh, we don't even have one of those. That's not good. We have gotten used to something in this country since World War II, which is obviously that's been the entire time I've been alive, all 42 years of my life. Whether we should get involved in this conflict or that war or shouldn't get involved in this conflict or that war, we have always simply built it in. It's part of our psyche. We've always simply built in. Well, we can still win, though. Hey, if we get in a fight, a real head-to-head matchup, maybe not some extended, long-drawn-out affair that always goes crappy, but hey, if, we, if it's two battles meeting, if it's two armies meeting out there, a couple carrier groups going at it, no one's going to touch America, baby. Those days... I'm not saying they're gone, but they're going. And when it comes to us versus a country like China, in some ways they may be gone. And doesn't that kind of change your perspective? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Then I'll get more back to the. I'll get back to these calls. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Something to think about. Something else you have to think about. Your personal defense. Your personal defense. You see, there are dangerous people out there more and more now because they keep turning all the violent people loose from prison. Financial hard times, times we've gone through automatically, it creates more mentally ill people. At least, there's no way around it. There are violent people around you, around your loved one. Carry something that will allow you to stop a violent man from hurting you very, very badly. Hero gun. Or hero arrow, depending on what you whether you want the pepper ball or the pepper gel, they're there for you. You don't need a concealed carry permit because it's non-lethal. It's pepper. Either pepper balls that explode or the pepper gel, which is brutal. Hero2020.com code Jesse is where you go now if you want to protect yourself and your loved one. Hero2020.com code Jesse. State restrictions may apply. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show, and it is, I know it's a lot to take in. It's, 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 a, it's just a lot to take in all at once on a Tuesday, but we're, we're going to do the best we can. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We dealt with the Trump stuff. We'll get back to more of these calls in just a few minutes. I have some things I want to talk about first. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But... One of the one period of time that I find extremely fascinating, uh, almost universally throughout history, I find it fascinating to watch the things that happen when a powerful empire 
is no longer the big bully on the block. Rome's one of the most obvious ones, so we can go there first. You know Rome, once they went to the emperors, it kind of went downhill. They had some good times under the early emperors, then it kind of went to crap, but long way, long story short, eventually the empire has to split. Eastern Roman Empire, they end up being wildly successful for a long time. Those are the Byzantines, and that's when Rome became a Christian empire and stuff like that. We'll set that aside. Let's go to the Western Roman Empire. The Western Roman Empire, it's fascinating to read the stories of how this happened because for forever, if you were a Roman, it's not as if you didn't ever know about a battle loss. This Roman army would lose here. Or that Roman army would lose there. But it had never happened to you that you lost a war. That's, that's not something that happens. You're Rome. Surely we're not going to lose the war. And once a period of time that is so fascinating is when these massively powerful barbarian tribes, many of them who've been trained by the Romans and worked with the Romans to kind of supplement Roman armies at the end, when these huge, powerful armies began to form and try to march on Rome and take out Rome, and Rome would send an army here, an army there, and that army would get wiped out. They would lose to this big group of uncivilized swine. And then the barbarians would come closer and closer and closer to Rome to take the city itself. The emotion that hammers me when I read about it and I read stories about it or listen to podcasts about it is the complete and utter disbelief in the Roman people that this is even something that can happen. Even even though they, it's not that they don't think it's not that they think you're lying. Okay, so Jesse, you're telling me we sent out a Roman army and they got slaughtered? Almost all of them are dead? Okay, well, I I believe that. But Jesse, you're telling me, hold on. That same army is marching towards Rome? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. No. And hold on, are you trying to tell me wait. Do you think Rome might actually get sacked? You think they're going to sack the city? That's ridiculous. Get out of here, you wingnut. Take the tinfoil off your head, conspiracy theorist. That's what it feels like right now when it comes to America and America's military. As I have been screaming about, we don't have enough ammo. Our Navy is old. I'm not talking about the age of the troops. Our equipment is old. We, we don't stay on top forever. And now we find ourselves in a situation, if we were to have to go over there and try to protect power or try to project power in the South China Sea, what's our plan? What's our plan? I, I don't know. But I know that this, it's going to be a culture shock for America as we move forward and find out we're not going to win every battle moving forward. Man, that's a lot, isn't it? Gosh, that's a lot. Joaquin, Pennsylvania, go. Jesse, tell it. Jesse, thank you so much for the compliment at the book signing. When I showed you my video. Of course, boss. You said, well, you see that again? What's that? Of course, buddy. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, all right. So anyhow, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think that we are done. You know, I... I I unfortunately feel that things are very hopeless. 
and they're selling us out to the World Economic Forum, you know, the uh, the World Health, uh, the WHO, and all these organizations. You know, it's trying to press, put through uh, mandates that uh, they're going to have sovereignty over us in the next pandemic and over things that come to healthcare. You know. Yeah, hold on a second on that. Hold on a second on that. Let, let's let's stop on this word here. Hopeless. Stop on this word. Hopeless. That is not true. And I'd be telling you. I'd be honest with you if I thought it was hopeless. Uh, how's this for honest? I do think the federal system, the 50-state federal system that you and I have always known, I do think that's beyond salvage. I don't think you can probably, I don't think you can realistically put that Humpty Dumpty back together again. Once your federal government has gotten this big and this rotted and this corrupted, that's, it's just very difficult to put that band back together again. It is. Something we need to think about, though. How much of this country, how many huge pockets of this country can be saved? We have a state system in this country that is unique, huge amounts of power, huge amounts of infrastructure at the state level. Our economy is massive. America's economy, the goods and services here are massive. We are so far away from this, well, it's over, let's let it collapse and hand it to Klaus Schwab thing. No, no. There's so much of this country that can be salvaged if we get aggressive and start making sure we're protecting the parts that can be salvaged and and, and taking back ground. So much of it we can. But there is something you brought up I do want to talk about. Something that may make everybody wince, but we have to talk about it. You ready for this? First of all, you can call. We finally cleared out some lines. 877-377-4373. You do remember all that COVID stuff, right? The lockdowns and things. that ring any bells to you? It may ring some bells. Well, it's time to have a chat. And we're going to do that next. Before we chat about that, chat about your phone. Remember, when we do go to the phones, there's always a bonus. You get the soundboard item of your choosing when you call in from a Pure Talk phone because that lets me know you care enough to not fund garbage companies. Switching your cell phone company is the easiest way to put your money where your morals are. There are other ways that are very, very difficult. Cell phone companies, cake, 10 minutes? And we talk about all these things. Do we care enough to spend 10 minutes on the phone? If you pick up your cell phone and you dial pound 250, you will talk to an American who speaks English. That's what Pure Talk hires. Because Pure Talk's CEO is a veteran. Pure Talk loves the country. Then, by the time you're done off the phone, you'll find that you're now a Pure Talk customer who saves a fortune every single month, and the money you pay doesn't go to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, who will then use it to tell your son to cut his penis off. Sound like a plan? Pick up your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. All right? Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. We'll be back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.